So Monday morning of a new week, I got my cup of coffee and we're ready to get in the word together and I pray that you're doing the same thing too. We're in Deuteronomy today, Deuteronomy chapter 29. Remember, Deuteronomy means Moses retelling, saying it again, Deutero, second time, nomos being the word law in Latin or Greek, um, and tends to name Deuteronomy. Exodus recounts the historical, historically as it's happening, Moses writes it down, but in Deuteronomy, Moses reiterates it to the people, tells it to the people, adds some things there too, because Moses is about ready to go. He's about ready to die and go to heaven. He wants to make sure the people know this covenant, that it's written down, that they pass it along. Moses realizes what you and I do too, that unless you pass it along to the next, next generation, it's going to die. Remember, when um, the children of Israel leave, they cross the Red Sea, when they come into the wilderness because they rebelled so much against God, God finally said, hey, none of you adults are going to, none of you adults are going to enter the promised land, including Moses himself. Your children will, but but the adults are not going to. So now he's getting to that point where uh, many of those adults are gone, so he's staying to the next generation. This is what you need to do. You can kind of tell that in verse 5 when, uh, uh, or no, it's verse um yeah, it says, verse 5, he says, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. So you can tell that's past tense. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. They're about ready to go into that land. They won't have Moses with them anymore. Of course, we know as you look ahead, Moses is going to appoint, God tells him to appoint Joshua to take his place. And Joshua then is going to be the one who leads him into the promised land, which, by the way, wink, wink, is really kind of interesting because the name Joshua in the Old Testament means the same thing that the word Jesus means in the New Testament means one who saves. Joshua is not the Savior, but he's the one who takes them into the promised land, the physical promised land, just as Jesus, in a much greater sense, in a much greater sense, leads us into the promised land of heaven. Kind of an interesting note there. Um, so Moses starts out by saying, you know, he he's renewing the covenant with them before they go into the uh, into the promised land. He, he reminds them again in verses 2 through 9 of all that God has done for them. This isn't a God who just said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to usurp you. I'm going to take you over. I'm going to be your power head and all that. No, this is the God who has literally gone before him. Remember that good shepherd model. Uh, shepherds went before the flock. He didn't stand behind and say, hey, guys, go, go take on the battle. You can do this, rah, rah, rah. No, he went ahead of them. Everything we go through, Jesus has already gone through for us. He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, he says, come and follow me. He doesn't say, go ahead of me. He says, follow me. Um, and here's, here's an example too. So it always emphasizes that gospel aspect of God saved you, he redeemed you, he bought you as a nation, uh, even though you're not you're not the biggest nation in the world from a human standpoint. Remember, Jesus always saying the first will be last and the last will be first. And what he meant by that is from our perspective, the way we view things, God does not see them the same way. Just as God does not judge a book by its cover, God looks to the heart. Um, so God, uh, God does the same thing there. So he, he reiterates at the end of verse 9, therefore, keep the words of this covenant, uh, including Ten Commandments, including loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, loving your neighbor as yourself, as we're reminded again uh, on Sunday in that uh, wonderful uh, gospel reading where Jesus said that the redeemed are those who don't even remember. They do it without thinking, feeding the hungry, giving water to those who are thirsty, clothing those who are naked, going to visit those in prison and other places. 
So it says to do them. And, and why does God want us to do that? That look at the end of verse nine, that you may prosper in all that you do. God's not a kill joy. He's not trying, trying to take away from our joy, take away our joy. He's trying to give us true joy. He's trying to show us the way that we can prosper if we'll just listen to him. Um, and then uh, he, he, uh, he continues to, to uh, warn them again about, uh, he reminds them about the covenant that he made with, uh, with Abraham and with others. That's in verse 10 and following. God's always remembering. That's a great thing for us. We forget, um, uh, but God always remembers and keeps his covenant. And then verse 16 onward, now he warns them about uh, uh, don't fall away from that. Um, don't uh, uh, don't get caught up in uh, in that sin. Um, and uh, and and the greatest sin of all is to abandon God. So uh, verse in verse uh, 18, he says, uh, "Beware lest there be any among you a root what root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit." Um, one who, when he hears the words of this sworn covenant, blesses himself in his own heart. Notice the idolatry, the idolatry, me, me, me. I shall be saved, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. And God warns them, that is going to be your downfall. Then all those curses, remember those curses we read about last week and on Saturday uh, in chapter 28, they're going to fall upon you. And those curses, again, are being, are God letting you have what you ask for. And then, uh, what what incredible uh, words then others will say over in 24, verse 24, when they see those curses come upon the people um, who in their stubbornness say, I'm going to do things my way, I'm going to worship myself. You know, why has why has the Lord done this to this land, caused his anger, his great anger, uh, the heat of his great anger? And then the answer will be, and here's always the answer, it is because they abandoned the covenant of the Lord, the God of their fathers. And that is exactly true at today, which is why you're in the word and why you want to be in that word and you want to know the covenant of God with you, uh, that he made with you in Jesus Christ, that he made with you in your baptism, that he continues to renew with you in his word and in the Lord's Supper. Um, and then, uh, um, and he wants, to he wants to keep you in that. So it ends with this in verse 29. Um, and in kind of, I want to jump back over to verse 4. Um, at the chapter to kind of say this is this is how we latch on to this this is how we're able to believe and to and to accept the things of God he says verse 4 but to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear now I'm not sure why it says but to this day but what it means here is that the, it, only by God's only by God's Holy Spirit are we able to believe but he gives us that Holy Spirit to help us to be able to believe and to accept and to see that word and to understand that word. And you know who inspired all of scripture, it's the Holy Spirit. So by you and I being in that word, that Holy Spirit is working in that word to work faith in your heart. So you can be confident that, that you are a believer, that, that your, your, your faith is sure uh, that what you what you hold on to is really going to really going to happen. And why is that so important? Look at verse 29 now in light of that. It says, but the secret things belong to the Lord our God. In other words, there's things that we will not be able to fully understand. But secret doesn't mean bad. It means mysterious. It means that God knows more than we do, that he is wiser than we are, and his ways are wiser than ours are. And we're not fully going to understand them, but they're always going to be for our best. 
but, he says, but the things that are revealed, i.e. through scripture, what you're reading right now, belong to us. God has revealed this to us. He has told us all that we need to know. Like I said yesterday, he's given us what we need to know. We just need to come back to it and hang on to it um, that, that we may do all the words of this law. In other words, he's going to help us to keep that. So good, good way for us to start out this week on this Monday um, as we get in that word and, and remember those words because uh, there's great blessing in that. God bless you as you read.